Growing a business brings pressure. It's not easy to maintain momentum and still keep employees engaged. Fortunately, there's Insperity. Their scalable HR solutions help me with hiring, training, HR administration, and compliance while giving my employees competitive benefit options. When my people are able to thrive, my business can adapt and prosper. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Unsolved Podcast. I am your host, Alexis, and this week we are talking about the inconsistencies and the theories in the Summer Wells case that happened in June of 2021. Before we get into it, make sure to follow at Great Unsolved on Twitter, at Great Unsolved Pod on Instagram, join our Facebook group, and like our Facebook page, both of which can be done by searching Great Unsolved on Facebook. We also have a Patreon where there are tons of Patreon-only episodes, a monthly bonus episode. I give you a shout-out when you join. You get early access and ad-free access to episodes and a lot more. Joining Patreon helps me devote more time to researching and covering these unsolved cases. Without further ado, let's jump into the inconsistencies, oddities, and theories in the Summerwells case. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, you should go listen to that. It gives the basics of the Summerwell's disappearance, the timeline, lays out the people in the case, talks about her parents, Candace and Don's backgrounds, and it just gives you all the background you need to understand what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So, like I said at the end of the last episode, Candace and Hunter kind of butt heads on the timeline and certain things that were done the day Summer went missing, which was June 15th of 2021. So, about a year and two months ago. So, most of the inconsistencies are going to be from Hunter and Candace both negating the other one's story or what the other one says happened. So Hunter says that Candace told him the boys went to work with Don. And I believe he told her or she told him this or supposedly told him this when she picked him up or maybe even in the initial phone call they had before her and Summer picked Hunter up that day. I have no idea why the boys would have gone to work with Don. He was, I believe, a supervisor at a construction site. Doesn't seem like a safe place for a 7-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 12-year-old to be. And if Candace was indeed a stay-at-home mom, why would the brothers need to go with Don? Candace later denies this and states that they were home alone, which is the story that police are pretty much going with. It is just notable that Hunter and Candace say different things here. I don't know why Hunter 
would say they went to the construction site unprovoked. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's what he said Candace told him. That does bring up another issue, though. The boys, if they weren't with their father, they were at home alone from around 7.30 a.m. when Candace, Grandma, and Summer left till about 3.15-ish p.m. when they got back. That is eight hours that a 7, 9, and 12-year-old were left alone, which is, is kind of a long time, especially when you live in the middle of nowhere and you're on a secluded property. It just doesn't seem very safe, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to dive into that. So this is the first area where Candace and Hunter's stories don't add up. But here are a few more areas where they don't add up. Candace says she put Summer in a bathing suit before they left the house in the morning, but Hunter says that Summer changed at his house. Not a huge issue here, right? But they say this, and then there's another time where Candace says she changed Summer out of the bathing suit after she went swimming. But then another time she says Summer was still wearing her bathing suit in Grandma's truck when they were on their way home. And she was sitting on a pillow so she didn't get the seat wet. So there's just a lot of inconsistencies with what Summer was wearing, when she was wearing it, and it might not have a huge impact on the case, but it kind of lends itself to the idea that the people involved with this case don't have a clear timeline of what happened that day. A huge inconsistency in this case is that Hunter says Don called Candace when they were dropping off the prescription at Walgreens and said that there had been a creeper, um, a man, he said the man's name supposedly, Hunter believes it started with an A, and Don says this creeper was on the property watching the children, but Candace and Don said he was just calling to see what they were doing and if they were home yet, because if Candace and Summer were home, Don was going to come home from work early. But because they weren't home, he decided not to come home early. This is probably the most striking inconsistency because the fact that Hunter believes this call happened and Don said there was a creeper on the property for about a week watching the children kind of goes into the idea that Summer could have been abducted. Now, Hunter says he heard what happened on this call because he asked Candace what happened on the call or what Don was calling about or something along those lines. So I don't know if she lied to him about what happened on the call and then later said, oh no, that never happened, or if Hunter lied about what happened on the call or lied about what Candace told him. Or if this was the actual call that happened and Candace and Don are denying it now due to some involvement. I don't know. This is all alleged as well, so keep that in mind. But it is very odd to me 
that the details of this call that Hunter says were the details is that a creeper was on the property for a week at this point watching the children. That sounds very creepy, and it is, and it would tie in to Summer possibly being abducted. In some of Candace's interviews about kind of what Summer was wearing for the day and stuff along those lines, Candace says in one interview that Summer was always hot. She says she dressed Summer in her swimsuit before they left the house and then like shorts or something on top, I don't know, um, something on top because it was light and Summer was always hot. So Candace didn't want her to get hot. But then either in that same interview or a different interview, I'm not sure, Candace says Summer always said she was cold. And this is about when they left the swimming hole. Candace says she dressed her in a long sleeve shirt and long pants. And people were asking about that, like, you're in Tennessee, it's warm, it's the summer. Why is she wearing long pants and a long sleeve shirt? And Candace says Summer would always complain that she was cold in the car and ask her mom to roll up the windows. So she dressed her warm. So that's a little bit of an inconsistency. One time she's saying Summer's always hot. One time she's saying Summer's always cold. Once again, could have no impact on the case. Could have a large impact on the case. It's just another inconsistency. Hunter also says Grandma and Candace went into the grocery store that we talked about last episode for an hour. Candace says it was only five minutes. Now, a lot of people have brought this up and kind of analyzed it and said, there's no way you were in a grocery store for only five minutes with the amount of stuff you say you got. And I can agree with that, but maybe five minutes was actually 15 minutes. That I can understand, but a difference between five minutes and an hour is a very large inconsistency. But once again, in this case, there are a ton of times where there's an hour, two hours, three hours just missing. It doesn't seem like there's a solid timeline. So they easily could have been in there for an hour and not realized it or not wanted to say that. I don't know. There's a lot of places in this timeline where three hours is missing and we have no idea where it went. Hunter's mom says when Hunter, Grandma, Candace, and Summer pulled up at around 2.30 p.m. to drop him off, she went out to the car and Summer was asleep. But Candace states Hunter's mom never came out to the car. And Summer was not asleep at that point anyway. She didn't fall asleep until a few minutes from their house. So here we could look at either one of them lying because they had a falling out. They were good friends. They had a falling out. So, I mean, there could be a want to make one of the other people look bad. And that's easily understandable here so it just, it just doesn't make sense. Candace also says Hunter lied about a lot in general, including giving him the vapes and the twisted tea. She states she never gave him this, and I mean, I hope she didn't. He's a 15-year-old boy. He shouldn't be having alcohol, and he shouldn't have adults give him vapes. 
but either she did or she didn't, and if she did, hopefully it was a one-time mistake. If she didn't, Hunter could be saying this stuff because his mom and Candace had a falling out, and now that Summer disappeared, they want nothing to do with the Wells family. Just a theory, but I could see that definitely happening. Candace's timeline of the day goes, they went to the ER, a smoke shop, another smoke shop, Walgreens, Warriors Park, Walgreens again to now pick up the prescription, Sonic, grocery store, Hunter's house, and then home. And uh, in between the ER and the first smoke shop, Hunter's house as well. Hunter's timeline goes ER, his house, obviously, Walgreens, smoke shop, park, other smoke shop, Walgreens, Sonic, grocery store, Hunter's house, and then they go to their home. So a little different. The Walgreens is placed differently. The smoke shops are placed differently. Parks placed differently. Sonic, grocery store, Hunter's house, all the same. So is the ER and Hunter's house the first time. So it could just be a misunderstanding or they could be trying to hide something that happened or just account for the hours. It's just worth noting that their timelines are a little off. Now we're going to get into some of the what I've labeled oddities in this case. And it's just some of the things that are kind of weird and some of the things that a lot of people in the true crime community or people just looking at this case are talking about. First thing we're going to get into is the video of Summer sleeping in the car. It has fascinated a ton of people, and in a morbid sense as well. People find it weird that this video is taken because she was sleeping, and people just find it odd for one reason or another. Others believe she was actually deceased at this time. Now, unless she was deceased literally a minute beforehand, I don't think that is the case because Hunter does not say anything about Summer not responding or Summer kind of being unresponsive, you know. And I feel like if he is okay saying, yeah, Candace gave me alcohol and nicotine and all this, he would be fine with saying, yeah, Summer was dead at this point. You know, I don't think that's where he would draw the line. And I would see no reason for him to cover for them if she was deceased at this point. So I just, I don't think she was. I think she's asleep. Kids fall asleep randomly all the time. She was swimming. She was out in the heat. I know if I'm swimming for a little bit or I'm just sitting outside most of the day or if I have to get up earlier than I normally do, I'm going to take a nap halfway through the day. I don't think it's weird she was sleeping at all. It would also be a really stupid idea for Candace and Grandma to take a video of Summer's dead body. A lot of people are theorizing that they took this video as essentially an alibi to be like, oh yeah, Summer was alive at this point. She was just sleeping. You can see it clearly in this video. 
that would just be incredibly dumb. A trained professional could definitely see if Summer was dead in this video by little things and there would be cadaver dogs alerting in the car and they could they could figure it out pretty easily. So it'd be really dumb for Candace and her mom to be like, oh yeah, no, she was totally alive. Here's our alibi video. So I don't think that's what happened at all. I think people are looking into this video too much. I don't think it's weird they took this video. Tons of people take random photos and videos of their children all the time, of landscapes all the time, things in their car. There's no rhyme or reason to why people take videos or pictures. There doesn't have to be a huge reason behind it. Candace wanted a picture of her daughter for one reason or another. So really, who cares? Candace says that Summer had her arm up before the video, and that's how Don, Summer's father, falls asleep all the time. So she thought it was funny and probably cute, and she wanted to capture it and show her husband later, like, oh, look, Summer sleeps just like you. I think that is enough explanation for that video altogether. I know I take videos and pictures of my dogs when they're asleep for absolutely no reason. It's just because they look cute and I want to capture the moment. And that's really all the reason you need because who really cares? We're going to move into Summer's shaved head now, which is another thing I have a big issue with people focusing on. So many people are focused on how Summer's head was shaved and it's so dumb. Why are we focusing on a shaved head in a case where a child's missing? We could be using all this time and just thinking power and everything towards other things in the case that could actually make a difference. Focusing on her shaved head isn't going to do shit. A lot of people point out that Candace says at one time, Summer wanted her head shaved to look like her brother's. Then another time, Candace said she wanted her head shaved to look like Don and Candace. Who really cares? It's a kid. They want their head shaved. Just shave the head. I don't think it's an issue. It's just hair. It'll grow back. If I had a kid and they came up to me randomly and they're like, I want to shave my head. Like, all right, let's do it. Why does it matter? A lot of people are like, oh, she could have had lice because of the living conditions. Well, they're not trying to hide the living conditions. We saw the living conditions in interviews. Also, children can get lice pretty easily. Children are dirty half the time, especially if they're playing outside all the time. If they're playing with other kids, she could have gotten lice for a variety of reasons. But that's not why Candace says her head shaved. And in the end, the shaved head has no... It just doesn't have a reason to be mentioned in this case really at all, except for the description of what Summer looked like when she went missing. Another piece a lot of people are focusing on is the 20-plus dogs that live on the well's 11 acres of land. I don't think this is a huge issue either. Sounds like, from what Candace and Don say, people would dump their dogs that they didn't want there. 
Welcome to BreezeLine, where you'll say, ta-ta, T-Mobile. Our home internet is just plain better, more reliable and faster because we put internet first. If there's network congestion, we won't slow your internet down like T-Mobile does to help their cell customers. And right now, you can try out a true internet experience with BreezeLine's reliable and fast fiber-powered home internet. Find your perfect speed with prices starting at $19.99 a month for 24 months. Terms and conditions apply. Go to BreezeLine.com to learn more. It's sad, but if this land is giving the place a place the dogs to live, and if the Wells family is fine with having all these dogs, the kids play with them, the dogs are friendly, the dogs are doing fine here, it doesn't really matter. I see no issue with having all these dogs here. The only thing I do want to mention with the dogs is if the intruder theory, the abduction theory where they lured Summer away is true, I feel like at least one of these many dogs would have alerted to this intruder on the property. I have two dogs, and if there's even a tiny sound that they hear in the middle of the night, middle of the day, that doesn't sound right, they are barking like crazy. So with 20 or over 20 dogs, I'm sure at least one of the dogs would have noticed something, would have barked, and they would have seen someone on the property. We are going to revisit the odd oddity that the 12-year-old, the oldest brother, was essentially watching the two other brothers who were seven and nine at the time, from around 7.30 a.m. to 3-ish p.m. The entire time Grandma Candace and Summer were gone. That's a long time for a 12-year-old to be alone without having to watch a 9-year-old and a 7-year-old. So that's a lot of time to leave a 12-year-old in charge. Different parents parent different ways, and if they were used to that, okay, but it kind of does show leniency in the parenting style. But that doesn't mean Candace or Don hurt Summer or covered something up. It's just something to mention. It's also said Candace let a man she didn't really know stay at her home. Apparently, This was a friend or something of Hunter's mom, and Candace let him stay there, and this was a time that Don Wells got arrested or detained or something because he came home and found this man in the house, and he thought Candace was cheating, and it turned into a whole thing. But if you have four children in your house, even if like you are an acquaintance of the man you're letting stay there it just it doesn't seem normal you i usually people with children would be very cautious about letting anyone stay at their house especially like overnight so it's kind of odd that she was fine with letting pretty much a complete stranger stay at her home when she had her daughter and three sons there Now we're going to talk a little bit about Rose Marie Bly. This was Candace's sister who went missing 
about 13 years ago, uh, 12 years before Summer went missing. She went missing on August 21st of 2009 from St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. It is incredibly rare to have one person missing from your family without a trace. So to have two immediate family members go missing with absolutely no leads and absolutely no trace of them is just insanely rare. I don't know the actual statistics of it, but I'm sure it is beyond comprehension. Rosemarie Bly was seen leaving her home to drive only five miles away, but five days later, her car was found 30 miles away in a lot used by truck drivers. I believe it was a lot used by truck drivers to just park and sleep before getting back on the road. But it's very odd that she left her home to go five miles away and her car was found 30 miles away because that, that's, a, that's a large distance. That's 25 more miles. And it's very, just doesn't make sense. It seems like when Rose, Candace's sister, went missing was about the time Don came into the picture. Not saying he had anything to do with it, but it is interesting based on his past crimes toward women and his connection to his missing daughter as well. Once again, this is pretty much two immediate family members for him as well that went missing within 13 years, 12 years, actually, and it's incredibly rare. Take all of that as you will. Um, the timelines aren't solid. They're not 100% confirmed. I'm sure police know a lot more. I'm sure there could even be a lot more out there if you dive into the deep ends of the internet. But Hunter and Candace's stories of the day are 100% not the same, obviously. They have different ideas of what happened when and how long things took as well. So let's jump into some theories. First theory is abduction theory. The family says this is 100% without a doubt what happened, and they are not budging at all, even when people suggest this theory has no traction. Law enforcement has said there's absolutely no evidence of an abduction in this case. The property is fairly secluded. Candace and Grandma were outside when Summer supposedly went missing, but did not see or hear anything, which doesn't make any sense. Once again, the dogs didn't alert to anything either. There is a neighbor that says about an hour and 30 minutes before Summer was reported missing, they heard, well, they saw a car drive up the Wells driveway, heard a car door slam, and a scream that they are pretty sure was Summers. The scream was Summers. They didn't think anything of the car, so they didn't get a good look at it. They thought it was Don returning home, but then they heard the door slam, and they heard the scream that they identified as a scream from Summer, and they got a little concerned. 
after this neighbor said she heard Candace calling for Summer. So I'm not sure if it was right after the scream, uh, like 30 minutes after, hour after, because remember, this is an hour and 30 minutes before Summer was reported missing to police. Anyways, they heard Candace calling for Summer, and the neighbors said they called back to Candace, asked what was going on, and began to search for Summer themselves. The police are completely negating this. They're saying, no, that didn't happen. There's no way that happened. And I kind of get where they're coming from, because if there was a scream, shouldn't Candace and her mother have heard it if they were outside, supposedly, at this time? Yeah, they they definitely should have, and they should have seen a car. The driveway looks like it comes in between the trailer and the home, so somebody should have seen something. That lends itself to maybe Grandma and Candace were lying about where they were when Summer went missing, but we cannot be sure about that. The next theory that people are looking at is that Summer wandered off. She was a five-year-old girl. She liked being outside. She was probably very curious. Could definitely see a child wandering off. However, the family says this would never happen. She, quote, knew not to leave our hill, end quote. They said that they had told her about dangerous wild animals and all that kind of stuff around the home, so they wanted her to stay by the home, and she always had, supposedly. Another reason that this doesn't seem plausible is that Candace says she was only gone for two minutes between dropping Summer off inside and coming back and having Summer not be there. How could Summer, a five-year-old little girl who was only three feet tall, have gotten so far in what Candace says was two minutes? If Summer did wander off, we have to believe that Candace equated half hour or even an hour to two minutes of her being gone, which might line up with the timeline more, but that's the only way Summer could have gotten that far and not been found if she walked off. Because intense searches found absolutely no trace of her on or around the property. Now, most people think there was family involvement in this case, whether it be a cover-up or a straight-out murder. Supposedly, both parents passed polygraphs, but that is based on what Don has said. I don't believe police have come out and said that Don and or Candace have actually passed polygraphs. We are just going off of what they are saying about themselves. Some people believe that Summer drowned at the swimming hole earlier that day, but that seems very unlikely because Hunter doesn't report her being unresponsive or anything like that. All we have is the report that she went under the water for a few seconds, Hunter jumped in, but when he pulled her back up, she was perfectly fine. That has led some people to state that maybe Summer had delayed or dry drowning, also known as submersion injury. (laughs) There are two kinds of submersion injury. Dry drowning happens quicker. When water enters the airway, the airway closes as pretty much a defense mechanism for the body so that you don't inhale water. And you 
pretty much suffocate from this because your throat closes up to not let in water, but then it does not let in air either. This would have happened pretty much right away after Summer got out of the water, or maybe even while she was still in the water. I've researched dry drowning extensively because in my book about 20 unsolved murders that all kind of go together, dry drowning was a theory in a lot of them. And this case just doesn't seem like a case where dry drowning happened. You would have seen signs of it. There is something called secondary drowning, which can happen within 24 hours of being in the water. Water gets in the lungs and causes swelling eventually. The lungs are then unable to push oxygen to the rest of the body, making it hard or impossible to breathe, and you end up suffocating from that as well. Now, there would be some signs but the signs might have gone unnoticed because even just fatigue can be a sign. And obviously, Summer was tired. So this could be something that has some substance to it. It would have happened within 24 hours. And maybe if it happened once they got home or, you know, a few hours after they got home, Candace panicked and she didn't know what to do. And maybe she covered it up. We don't know, but we have seen this in cases in the past where parents say, oh, my child got abducted, my child wandered off, something like that, and then it's found out later, whether months or years later, that the parents actually just covered up what was believed to be an accident. A lot of people use the interviews to point towards the parents either murdering or covering up what happened this summer. A lot of people point out that the family speaks in past tense a lot. It could be nothing, or it could mean they know Summer is not alive or coming back. I do speak in past tense a lot. If it's something that has happened or used to happen, maybe they are doing this due to Summer not doing these things recently. They said, like, Summer used to love doing this. Well, she's not doing it at this point. So why would they say Summer loves doing this? I feel like the past tense argument doesn't hold a lot of substance in cases, and I think people focus on it too much. Because sometimes when you talk, especially if you're stressed or thinking about a million other more important things, you're just going to talk. You're not going to realize whether you're speaking in present tense or past tense. Some believe that Don may have been abusing Summer due to his past, because obviously he's been accused of sexually assaulting his stepsisters. And people say maybe he got rid of Summer to cover this up. Maybe somebody found out and Summer had to go away so that Don did not get convicted of this. But nobody has ever reported that. Nobody has really ever reported they saw Don or Candace abuse Summer. The harsh discipline that some described as abuse, well, I would describe it as abuse as well, but that was towards the boys, not towards Summer. So there is not a whole lot of substance to this, but it is a theory. Others believe that Candace disciplined her too hard. 
people have said, like I stated last episode, and just now, that she has been seen disciplining the boys in a rough way. And maybe Candace disciplined Summer too hard and accidentally killed her, and then staged an abduction to cover it up. Possible? It's possible. I'm not going to say it's unlikely, because it has happened, so it could be what happened here. The fact that the police say they are no closer to finding Summer than they were when she disappeared leads me to believe they don't have evidence of the family doing anything, and they've searched the property and the house extensively, so if they haven't found anything, I doubt this is the case. If the parents did something, I feel like it happened away from the home, because it would be very hard to get rid of all the evidence of something and hide it from her brothers. Other people believe that the grandma was involved. They point out that the grandma was the reason they did most of the things that day. ER, Walgreens, stayed away from the home so long. They also point out that grandma's the reason why Candace left Summer in the house and then went back out to grandma's trailer to help her with her knee brace. A lot of people believe that grandma planned an abduction, either to have others raise Summer, sell Summer, or move her somewhere where grandma could later raise her. On the good end of this, a lot of people believe that because the grandma lost her one daughter, she wanted another daughter, and she loved Summer, so she wanted to raise her. And it has been said that grandma moved away from the property after Summer went missing. I don't know where she moved, I don't know if the police have tabs on her, it's just worth noting. Or some say that maybe grandma saw the way Candace disciplined Summer, or maybe she knew a way that Don was hurting Summer, and Grandma wanted to save Summer and have somebody else raise her, so she planned the abduction. On the darker end of things, there's always the possibility of child trafficking and somebody selling Summer, and people point to Grandma in this, because people believe Grandma occupied Candace a lot of that day and may have distracted her, but once again, there's really no evidence of any of this. This is a case where there's really no evidence pointing towards one theory or another, which makes it really difficult to have a satisfying ending. Hopefully, um, we're hoping, everybody is hoping that Summer is found alive and well somewhere. It's only been 14 months, so that is highly possible, but even if she's not alive and well somewhere, hopefully we find out what happened, and if she was abducted, it'll get the family closure, and if the family did something, it will get them prosecuted. We can only hope that at some point we find out what happened to Summer Moon Utah Wells. Thank you for joining me for this case. Once again, hopefully we find out what happened. Have a good rest of your day.
Hurry in during Ram Truck Month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by JD Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For JD Power 2022 US award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. So, how does it feel when you play Roll Up to Win with Tim Hortons? Buy a hot or cold beverage using the Tim's app and find out. Roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a Universal Orlando resort vacation or a sweet car. Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll up to win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 plus enter by 4223. See rules at rolluptowin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited.